The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. The fact that you didn't fire a single person. To, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? Don't you think they deserve some compensation for what your platform has done? Help Senator, with counseling services? Help with dealing with the issues that your your services cause? Our, our job is to make sure that we build tools to help keep people safe. Are you going to compensate them? Senator, our job and what we take seriously is making sure that we build industry-leading tools to find harmful to content, make money. to take it off the services, uh, to make money, and to build tools that empower parents. So you didn't take any work. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, Would I'm, you like to do so now? Well, They're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? Mark, Meta's Mark Zuckerberg there facing a grilling at a US Senate committee hearing on Wednesday. He was hauled over the coals because of Meta platform's impact on young users, the likes of Facebook and Instagram. Other CEOs of other social media platforms were there, including CEOs of uh, TikTok uh, and of X as well. But yesterday was a slightly happier time for Mark Zuckerberg. His net worth increased by $29 billion after Meta stocks made a record surge. Liz Carlin, founder of Digital Action, we're going to talk a little bit about those hearings and what those apologies mm-hmm. we're talking about are the, the, the push for an apology um, in a moment. But the, the the share price gain was on the back of some positive results and Meta said that they're going to pay dividends for the first time. Yeah, so a, a real week of highs and lows, I think, for, um, for Mark Zuckerberg. They announced um, in the last couple of days that their quarterly profit, so for the last three months of 2023, was about 14 billion, with a B, um, dollars on about 40 billion dollars of revenue. Um, and that's from... Um, they cut some of their costs. They brought their staff costs down by about 22% um, and they were able to get an increase in revenue. And so for the first time, they're going to start becoming the kind of stock that pays dividends. And so people who own that will get a regular income from the, from the profit that they're making. And Mark Zuckerberg has so many shares, his regular income from those dividends would be pretty big, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, uh, you know, the, the, there's a lot of criticism on the company for the way that it's investing its funding in, in, in keeping um, people safe on the platform. Um, but it looks like there's been some sort of decisions made that um, this is co- going to start being the kind of company that just starts paying cash out to people who are investing in it. Yeah, I mean, there were some suggestions that, that Mark Zuckerberg could get $700 million in dividends because of the, the scale of his shareholding. And then there's also a $50 billion of share buybacks. But just to go back to the whole question of uh, safety and digital safety yeah. and those hearings, what, what exactly was the questioner there, the senator, talking about in relation to those families and criticising metaphor? So the hearings this week really focused in on ch- on, on children and teenagers and, and safety um, of those groups. There's been sort of mounting evidence over the last couple of years, both by independent researchers, but also actually coming out of the platforms themselves in some leaked documents, that there's um, really kind of two categories of harms to, to, to young people that, 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 uh, that are emerging in the platforms. So there are mental health issues um, around um, 
uh, um, harms, you know, self-harm, um, uh, bo- uh, body issues, eating disorders, this kind of thing. Um, and his accusations that the way the platform is designed is that it actively promotes some of this content or shares some of this content with vulnerable children and, and young people. Um, and, and, and that's what some of the parents in the room... Whereas Mark Zuckerberg would be arguing, he was talking about they develop tools. He'd be saying that it's not deliberately designed to do that. We actually develop tools to try to restrict it, but it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. Um, and I think, you know, the because the, the, the other harm that they were looking at was kind of exploitation of children um, and of and of young people um, and sort of the use of the platform by predators and, and, and things like this. And they were able to sort of, you know, they, they, the, the senators themselves had searched for certain things and they were able to find it um, when they were looking at the platform. So I think the weaknesses in those systems has been pretty well documented at this stage. And there is a, a legal issue around a kind of legal protection or legal immunity for uh, for the social media platforms for content that is posted. How, what is that? How does that work? That's right. So in the 90s, um, uh, regulation was put in place in the US and in Europe, kind of, you know, within a five-year period, which said, if you own a um, an infrastructure company for the internet, you can't be held liable. So the idea was you can't hold Vodafone liable um, for, you know, messages that are sent using its platform. Or if you had a message board um, that, again, you wouldn't be held liable. Um, but the, the the issue now is that that blanket kind of immunity, as the law has developed, has co- has been come to apply to platforms which are kind of actively making decisions about what people are seeing. So they're not as neutral. So that law still applies. It does. But it would have been developed in a, in a different era and with a different intention. So does that mean then that people cannot sue? the social media platforms or but there are some legal actions on Yeah there, so there? you you can't sue for content and so for example here um if you remember the 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 Anna Kriegel case a couple of years ago judges in that case were trying to get the pla- um um pl- uh, the the platforms to intervene to stop the names of the accused children being circulated but they had no legal grounding to do that because they couldn't be held liable there are a set of cases at the moment and um, there's a big one in the US 42 states the attorneys general now have come together and so they're suing over the impact on the mental health of young people um, and they're really honing in on the fact that leaked documents showed that the company was aware um, that some decisions that were being made um, uh, by its systems were having a harm uh, were having harm so they would argue that that element of it bypasses exactly. the existing old immunity legislation what are the chances first of all I suppose the the Zuckerberg uh, apology that kind of came there was a little bit off mic it was very hard to hear yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how did that play? How do you think that would play? I mean, you know, if 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 you do get a chance to listen to it, it very much sounds like it was written by a lawyer. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm, um, it, it, like, I have no idea what it meant to the people who were standing in the room. I don't think it's going to change the calculations of regulators, because um, uh, as well as some of these cases, there's also um, a um, a bill which which is trying to pass in the US, and it's one of those rare areas that has some bipartisan support um, that would um, put uh, put obligations on platforms to think about kind of harms. And again, that would that's starting to sort of threaten or try and untangle some of this legal immunity from the, the 90s and early noughties. And that threatening the legal immunity, what are the chances of that ending or being being refined in a way that it would catch up a little bit more with how things operate today? 
Yeah, the you know the US has been trying to regulate this stuff for over a decade now. Um, I think when it comes to the issue of children and young people, it is a rare area in the US where you have bipartisan support from both Democrats and Republicans. So there is a bit of a glimmer of hope. There are concerns about the, about the law. So, for example, um, who gets to define what the harm is? And if you're looking at somewhere that might be conservative like Texas, would it give a politically elected attorney general the power to decide that, for example, LGBTQ content or access to information on contraception or things like this is harmful to children and so who gets that power? It drifts back into the culture wars again. Liz Carolyn of Digital Action thank you very much for talking us through that.